This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the National Biodiesel Board. Learn more at americasadvancedbiofuel.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. About a month after the news of the U.S.-Japan trade deal was first reported, the government of the two countries released details today of just what the pact will look like for American agriculture. For starters, the deal reduces or eliminates tariffs on $7.2 billion worth of U.S. exports to Japan. Once the deal is implemented, the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative says about 90% of American ag exports to Japan will receive duty-free or preferred tariff treatment in Japan. Under the market access agreement, we're announcing today Japan will open new markets to approximately $7 billion in American agricultural products. Japanese tariffs will now be significantly lower or eliminated entirely for U.S. beef, pork, wheat, cheese, corn, wine, and so much more. This is a huge victory for America's farmers, ranchers, and growers, and that's very important to me. That's President Donald Trump speaking at a signing ceremony for the deal today in New York. The deal gradually reduces tariffs on fresh and frozen beef and pork, gradually eliminates tariffs on products like ethanol, cheese, and frozen poultry, and immediately eliminates tariffs on almonds, sweet corn, sorghum, and more. Iowa Ag Secretary Mike Nag was on hand for the signing. He says he's hopeful this is only the start of things for both ag and trade more broadly between the two countries. You know, it was really interesting to watch the interaction between Prime Minister Abe and President Trump. It's clear, and this was reiterated many times, this is just a start. We are now moving ahead and uh, expect that we will have a full uh, free trade agreement with Japan. And again, it'll just further enhance and protect this really important market for us. American ag interests hope the deal will catch up with advantages offered to other countries through similar trade deals. Senate Ag Committee Chair Pat Roberts of Kansas says Australia in particular stands out among American competitors. We're going to start again where we were, but in the meantime, Australia, specifically Australia, and then also Canada and Mexico have signed agreements with Japan as well. So whatever we do, that's going to be a good thing, but it's not going to be the relationship that we used to have. For more on the deal, check out Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. Trade was also a focus of a Senate Ag Committee hearing today on livestock issues. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Livestock and poultry groups are telling Congress and the administration to finish trade deals at a Senate Ag Committee hearing on Capitol Hill today. Iowa pork producer Trent Teeley with the National Pork Producers Council says producers are losing $8 a head due to the ongoing trade dispute with China. So the $8, it just keeps adding up. Every day it just keeps adding up. We have no, nothing to show for it yet. China isn't the only issue groups once solved. Turkey producer Ron Cardell with the National Turkey Federation says the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement would bring certainty for his industry. Mexico, from the turkey industry standpoint, is our largest importer of U.S. turkey. So we need you know, reliability there, and, and, and the, the new USMCA opens the door a little further for us to export turkey products to Canada. National Cattlemen's Beef Association President Jennifer Houston told the committee USMCA would also translate into significant dollars for her producers as well. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, an ag chemical and seed company says they are working on hybrid technology for wheat. While the use of biotechnology and other techniques have led to an explosion of corn and soybean yields, wheat has not yet experienced the same growth in production. Rick Turner is the Senior Vice President of Seeds and Traits for BASF. 
He says their efforts could mean big things for wheat yields. Long-term yields will be substantially more than they are today. So our starting point is, is uh, 7 to 10 percent. We think it'll be a functional line from there uh, upward. Now, whether the slope is 2 degrees or 90 degrees, I don't know, but uh, we think there's a lot of upside potential. He says BASF is pursuing hybridization rather than producing GMO wheat. The research initially began under the Bayer umbrella before a series of acquisitions moved many products into the BASF ag business. But BASF isn't alone in the space. Syngenta has also explored wheat technologies. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Imagine turning soybean oil, used cooking oils, and waste animal fats into fuel so amazing it drives U.S. jobs and our economy forward. Learn more about biodiesel at americasadvancedbiofuel.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.